Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Poonam, welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? Hi, Ryan. I'm great. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Yeah, so obviously, you know, I know who you are because you're a client at Ballantyne and we've been working with you for years. But for everyone yeah. listening, why don't you tell everyone you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then uh, maybe some of your hobbies as well. Sure, absolutely. So most importantly, I'm a mom of two amazing children. I'm a wife. I'm also the co-founder and CEO of Infinite Therapy Solutions, which is a multidisciplinary pediatric therapy company located in Hudson and Essex County. As well as I have another company um, that you probably don't know about, but I am the CEO of Healthy Habitats, which is a therapy staffing company. That's my personal company, the uh, Infinite Therapy Solutions. I am um, one of the owners of three. Yeah, I didn't know about the other other business. Um, How much time do you commit to it a week? How much time I commit to it? I would say probably five to six hours a week. It's something I've had for probably 15 years plus, and I've developed some good relationships with various businesses and, and school districts that need staffing needs in their schools. Um, and I'm able to interview and have OTs and PTs and speech therapists provide therapies to the children there. Learn something new already. One more yes. minute in. What about some of your hobbies? What do, what do you do for fun? I like working out. And I think I might have turned that or told myself it's a hobby because I know I need to do it. But as I realize, as I get more busy, I, I think I, I'm just making myself realize that that's what I need to do. So I'm considering it my hobby, but truly what I really enjoy doing, I like going out to dinner. I like spontaneity. I like going to the city and having adventures. During COVID, obviously, there was no traffic uh, to get to the city. And me and my kids would just hop in the car and we do all the tourist attractions that we never did before, just being so close to it. So that was a nice way to weave through COVID, but also be able to do some things so you don't feel like you're while they're closing in on you. I do want to talk about COVID and just how you and your partners got through it, not financially, but more like mentally. Sure. But but you had mentioned, before we get to that, you had mentioned exercise. And I know before we start recording, you mentioned that exercise is a big part of your morning routine. So why don't we start off by uh, talking about what your morning routine looks like, how you approach exercise, any, anything else you want to share? Sure. So on the days that I do not go to the office, I would generally wake up at 7.30. I would either go to the gym or I would do a workout at home. I'm a physical therapist, so I am super conscientious of my body and how my body runs and where I am from a really tired perspective or really high energy perspective. So when I work out, I generally push myself to my limit and to my edge. And it's there that I will be completely out of breath and I'm, my lungs are gasping for air and just trying to maintain that for a certain level of time, whether I'm able to do it for two minutes, you know, maybe the the week before, and I push it to three minutes this week. But then when I'm able to recover from that, it just reminds me that I am just capable, more capable than I think I am. So it helps propel me and push my body, helps detain my mind. And then I can grow to the next level. Because what I've realized is that we are our own limitations. Um, It's all self-imposed. So if my body can do it at the gym, then my mind can do it in the real world with business or personally. In the book uh, by David Goggins, I think it's uh, Can't Hurt Me. He he says um, that when you think you're at your end, like I can't do it anymore, I have to give up, like Mm -hmm. exercise or whatever, you're usually like 40% of the way there. I believe it. 
mean, granted, he's like a physical specimen, but I think there is something to that because the mind just starts to shut you down, Absolutely. trying to keep you safe. Yes. And, and I think it goes into that fight or flight way before it needs to. And um, because probably if we did, you know, a study and, and checked your oxygen levels, you, you're fine. You can maintain it for another hour. But our mind just tells us you're done. You've shut down and, you know, let's stop. So I think you just have to fight it. You, your body has to fight your mind and, and just keep going because you learn so much from it. It's not just physical, you know, physicality. It's, it's just so much more than that. What's the hardest type of exercise that you do? Like what's your go-to? I am a big yogi. So I like yoga a lot. But since COVID, I just needed to get outside. So I started running. And now I can go back to the gym. So now I'm just, you know, taking a variety of classes just so I can see some people too. It's just nice. And you mentioned energy, like maintaining your energy and keeping track of your energy. Do you have any tips around that? Like maintaining a high energy level? I would say your food intake, again, working out consistently. I mean, like, you know, five, five days a week at minimum really helps to keep you at that level. You know, what's funny is yesterday... I was so run down. I was just super tired and I didn't necessarily do anything that would have taken me there. And I was talking to my kids and my kids just, you know, kind of can understand where I am, right? Because when the mom is in a good state, the whole house is in a good state. (laughs) Well, yesterday I was super tired and probably the dishes didn't get done and the food that I made was kind of okay. And my daughter said, you know, mom, you're probably super tired because you didn't do any exercise today. And I thought, gosh, you know what? If someone else can determine that, I really need to get that must be my go-to. That must be where I am releasing any negative energy and getting my positivity and getting those endorphins running. So that's what I did. I realized, you know, the days that I slack off and I don't go and, and I, I'm just kind of relaxing a little bit, I realized that I'm so much better off when I've taken that time for myself. And I've done that, you know taken gone to my limit and come back from it. So this morning I did that right before this podcast and I feel I feel great. And I think um, you know, the house will be cleaner too. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that though. I definitely feel a lot better when I exercise, you know. I haven't yet today, but I'll do it in the afternoon. It's gonna be like ninety degrees, but we'll still yes. we'll still do it. I want to go to your business now. I want I want to ask you about the meaning of life in your opinion. And maybe that's changed over the last year and a half. But first I want to go I want to go to your business. So COVID, things shutting down, things got very scary and uncertain. How did you and your partners get through it mentally? So I would say one thing is it's it's really amazing to have partners because it's not all on your shoulders. So that in one in one aspect, I just wanted to understand and, and accept the fact that although, you know, having a partnership can be very challenging at times, you know, three different people and three different opinions. Also taking the burden of stress and releasing it between three people is, is very helpful as well. So I would say that how we were able to adjust through COVID is adapting. And that also was, was hard for us. I mean, COVID came, but even prior to COVID, as you know, most of my clients utilized their insurance for physical occupational speech and ABA, reimbursement rates were declining significantly. So when we went as an out-of-network provider to an in-network provider. And when you're an in-network provider, you are making contracted rates with insurance companies. So you are able to access so many more clients and so many more children and work with them and, and benefit their family because you are now within their insurance realm. 
and the cost to the patient isn't as high, which is fantastic because we can now reach so many more people. But simultaneously, we need to, in order to reach the the level that we were at prior, we need to probably treat three to four times more than we were before. So we've really had to adjust the way we did our, the way we treated. And um, the reason why we started this business was because we wanted a holistic approach to the child. We wanted the one-hour therapy session. We wanted the 15 minutes of talking to the parent. And we really thought that that was the way. That was the way that we can maintain. When you go in network, you just don't have that opportunity. It doesn't, the reimbursement doesn't support that. So we've had to adjust and change the way we thought about therapy and thought about patient delivery while not reducing the quality of care. So that took some, you know, resetting in our minds, right? Because as therapists ourselves and owning a business, we didn't want to work the way we hated to work when we were working for other companies and putting clients after clients, one right after the other, not having an opportunity to talk to the parents about what was going on. And so with that, we were able to adjust and, and change the, the way the client was seen, the length of time, but then institute, you know, different ways to tell the parents, you know, what did your child do at this time? You know, generally without COVID, the the parents can come in, but with COVID, we had to, you know, close off our waiting room. We couldn't have, we had to do drop-offs right at the door and the therapist would bring that child in. And you have to remember that the types of kids we're working with are, you know, children with developmental delays, with autism. There's a lot of difficulties maybe leaving their parents and things of that nature, but we learned to adjust the way we delivered the care. And so we had, you know, we came up with different forms that we can check off and write in. And while the the child goes back to mom, you can give that form to mom. And then mom can, you know, email or text the therapist. And we realized that that 30 minute timeframe, we didn't allow, didn't allow for the child to kind of lose their balance and not have their ability to maintain a positive therapeutic experience during that time. So like that 45 minutes, kind of, you were able to give them that time to kind of play a little bit and whatnot, but a 30-minute time frame allowed them to really focus on what they needed to do in a fun and challenging way. So I think the adaptability and kind of reteaching ourselves that there are other ways. We may have had this idea and thought in our mind, and we may have had it for the past five years. But there are other ways. There are other ways to think about the same thing. And it's kind of like teaching an an old dog new tricks. What I realized is I think I was an old dog. And I think I needed to learn how to change the way I thought about things. And what I'm really loving right now is that we are a network. We are able to access so many more people. And that is amazing. That is just, you know, truly just gold. But meanwhile, we haven't reduced our quality of care. And if people see our reviews, they they also can see how much we've invested ourselves and our therapists have invested themselves in that. And that would have only happened if we were able to adjust our mindset and how we deliver care. So that's how we kind of adjusted through COVID. And, you know, with COVID too, you know, it wasn't, as you probably know, Ryan, it was was tough. I mean, a lot of our parents and families were not comfortable coming into the clinic. We had to furlough some of our therapists. But I think at the end, how you treat 
the people who work for you is what comes back to you because all of our therapists came back and they all accepted a lower compensation during COVID. And I mean, I get emotional about it because it makes me realize that all of that positive energy that you put out there, it comes back to you in whatever form and you may not see it, but it will in some way. And, you know, COVID has definitely shown us that it's how we are as mentors and entrepreneurs and bosses that our therapists also appreciate the way we work and the way we treat them. And they're willing to ride it until they can get back to where they were, but still be honorable to us, which was really nice to say. I'm a big believer in karma too. Like we said, what you put out comes back. It may take a while. It may be in a different form than you expect, but it sounds like the mental toughness started before COVID because you had to learn to adapt with taking insurance and that kind of just slid into COVID. So I like the fact you mentioned, you know, learning to adapt, which so many of our, so many businesses had to, I mean, look at the restaurants, like all the, right. you know, becoming experts at outdoor seating. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's almost as though, you know, the universe was like, you know, you all are just so set in your ways. <laughs> you need to shake it up a little bit and maybe you need to kind of get out of your comfort zone. But I'll tell you, COVID definitely took me out of my comfort zone. I mean, just on a personal level too, I'm someone who just gets energy from other people. And when you tell me that I can't see another person or, you know, get close to them or get, you know, hug them or whatnot, it's, for me, that was, that was really difficult. So I needed to rely on myself, which I don't necessarily do. I think I, yes, do I work out? Yes. Do I take myself to the limit? Yes. Do I learn from that? Absolutely. But where I enjoy and where I really grasp is from other people. And when they're positive and I, um, we're having a great relationship and enjoying each other's company, that's where I really thrive. So, you know, that year or since more than a year and even still a little bit, it's, it's, I've learned to really adjust the way I think about things. And, um, when the pandemic started, my kid, and you know, right? So you're going to grasp on whoever's around you. So I really think my family was like, oh my God, please go away. Because I was <laughs> all on them. Like I would go into my kids' rooms every second. I was asking my husband what he was doing every minute. And like, you know, he's got work. So I can't necessarily <laughs> bother him all the time. But even my children who are 10 and 12, I would say, come on, let's go for a hike and let's do this. And anything that I could do outdoorsy that would get me out of my home in a safe environment, but then at least have somebody, whether my kids or my husband or whatnot, I mean, my husband already had said no a while back. So I mean, I was like (laughs) pushing on my kids and they even said, okay, mom, why don't you do a workout? And then you'll feel better. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So it's interesting by the end. I mean, after seven to nine months, what I realized, and it took me this long is that I should just rely on myself. I don't need people to come with me. I don't need my kids to follow me. I don't have to force them. I mean, I can go on a hike. I can go for a walk. I can do all these things by myself. So it was literally, it was like kind of a rite of passage for me. I I went to, um, by the GW bridge by myself and there's a beautiful hike that you can take. And I did that. And it was a good, like three to four hours of the day that I was by myself. And what I realized was remarkable that I was okay. I didn't need someone to bounce ideas off. I didn't need to talk. I didn't need to fill the space. It was okay to be by myself in that space. So for me, COVID really helps me to understand, you know, I don't always need to be around people. Now, granted, of course, 
you know, now things are opening up and I'm super excited and I can, you know, be friends again. But I really, you know, learning that has helped me tremendously because I'm not going to try to gravitate onto someone else to suck their energy. I can create my own energy. And that was, that was a big life lesson for me. Sounds like a rebirth though, almost. It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Well, I've got I one feel last like question. I should have known this a really long time ago, to be honest. But you know, sometimes it takes kind of reevaluate, right? When you're in your own space and you have no one around you, you have to kind of shed all those layers, kind of introspect. So it allowed me to do that, which was which was a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got one last question for you, Poonam, and we, then we can wrap sure. up with you telling everyone how they can learn more about you if they want to connect with you. This may have changed in the last eighteen months. And you kind of already started talking about this a little bit. So it's a nice, nice transition into this question. The meaning of life. Uh, what is the meaning of life in your opinion? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one, Ryan. <laughs> I would say the meaning of life is really so independent to each person. I guess if you don't mind, I, I will just go to, you know, life to me equates finding your happiness. And I would say that happiness is not anything to be sought out. It's, it's something to live in. So I think being content in the present, whether you are doing hard things or fun things, embracing each minute, you know, we're lucky to be in this life, to have whole bodies, to have good health. I mean, I'm surrounded by, you know, doing what I do, children with issues and and families who are struggling. And every day we have to remember this is all a gift. So meaning of life, I would just say seek happiness wherever you can because everything's transient and this is just something we need to move with and not against. Love that answer. Seek happiness. That's I'm a sorry great way about to... that. That's okay. Phone call in the background. <laughs> do you have to get it? No, I don't. I just don't know how to shut it off. Here we we'll go. do this live on the podcast and I'll keep this up. <laughs> That's good. All right, Punam, this is great. Uh, what's the best way that someone can connect with you if they want to learn more? Sure. So if we go to my website, www.infinitetherapysolutions.org, you could find all of our information. But in addition, if you wanted to email me, info at infinitetherapysolutions.org. And Perfect. I would be happy to connect with anybody. Perfect. Thanks, Poonam. Thanks, Ryan. This was fun. Likewise. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.